0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to The Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined by someone that I have grown up watching ever since I was a little boy. From Shop to You, Drop to The Joker's Wild and many other shows you've watched, I'm pleased to welcome TV presenter Pat Finn. How's it going, Pat? Really good, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh,
1: Good to talk to you.
0: Absolutely. Same here. And, uh, Pat, I want to start out by um, saying... You come from the old school uh, game show hosts, um, because it's ran by comedians today, but um, you were first off a weatherman down in Phoenix first, so how was it that uh, game shows came into your life?
1: Well, I went uh, from Phoenix, uh, I hosted a talk show there and and did TV weather, and then I went to San Francisco, and I was a TV weatherman. And I I did this three-day program called the Landmark Forum, and it's all about, like, getting clear on your dreams and then whatever what what stops you from fulfilling on those and being in action so I I, you know I said some crazy stuff but one of the things I I wanted to get out of it was that within six months I'd be on national tv hosting a game show and you know pretty pretty crazy I I wasn't by the way I wasn't even Michael I wasn't even the full-time weather guy I was the weekend weather guy (laughs) in San Francisco not even in LA um and within six months, I was hosting Joker's Wild, which is just wild. You know that that, that I that 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 I made that happen. And along the way, I I, uh, I auditioned for the daytime version of Wheel of Fortune um and it was uh back then uh, pat say jack was leaving the back when it was on during the day on the network and at night and i um i i auditioned for that made it to the finals i was one of five finalists got to audition on the set with vanna white and all and ultimately didn't get it but during that audition one of the things they ask is who's your agent it's like I don't have an agent, but I, I, so I said, Devanna, who's your agent? And she says, uh, Richard Lawrence. And so I uh, kind of turned to Cameron and said, Pat Finn, and my agent is Richard Lawrence.
0: Cause I figured <laughs> if I got the
1: job, he'd have no problem uh, negotiating the contract and, and, and making the commission. Uh, I didn't get it, but uh, I talked to Richard anyway, and he's, he signed me. And then, the, you know, three months later I got to a dishwasher. So that's, and, that's uh, how I got into the game shows. Someone else that uh, Richard Lawrence represents is uh, Judge Judy. Yes, I know that's, that had been in the news a little bit lately. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely. He's helped, he's helped launch a lot of careers, yes. Absolutely. So um, going along with your
0: uh, Wheel of Fortune that you were talking about, uh, that job went to a man named Bob Goen, right?
1: Nope, went to Rolf
0: Bernerski. Oh, the football player.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that was uh, short-lived for, you know, with Rolf and, you know, great guy, but, you know, uh, you know it was nice to see Bob step in on that because he was, you know, obviously he's such a pro. All
0: right. So for those of you that uh, may be wondering, um, because Pat, you said that uh, you had given yourself six months to become a national uh, star. Mm -hmm. And um, how did all all that transpire for you? Um, uh, Because that's a short amount of time. That's half a year to make a dream happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, um, I, uh, you, you know, for, uh, coming out of this program, it's all about like uh, authentically being an action around what's important to you. And one of the things you discover is a lot of times we have dreams, but we're not really taking the right actions towards it. And many times we're procrastinating, many times there's some vision of ourselves, which isn't consistent with the dream. Like on some level, do you, you know, people wonder, do I really deserve it? Or am I good enough or whatever? And that that program was all about coming out of there and just being really clear like anything's possible in life. So I came out like, no, I'm going to do this. And, you know, people in the newsroom would say, you do know you're only the weekend weatherman, right, Pat? It's like, you know, it's like, I know, but I'm going to do this. And it was like such a, um, you know, the word isn't, it's like a belief, but it's not quite a belief. It's just like a knowing, like, yeah, of course I will. And then every action I could take in terms of um, getting auditions and then eventually signing with an agent and, and all, um, you know, made it worthwhile. Like, um, you know, when Richard signed me, he said, "Now, just so you know, it usually takes a couple of years here in Hollywood for, for you know, go off on another enough auditions and and people start to get to know you before you'll get hired." So he still to this day tells the story of like he, he he gave me that warning, and a couple of weeks later, I you know, I got Joker's Wild. So it was, uh, you know, I I uh, I think you know, for me, it was about believing in myself, and then taking the actions correlate to that, if that makes sense. So in in those six months, was there a time where you did think, oh, I must
0: be crazy, or I know you talked about believing in yourself, but I mean, did you ever think to yourself, um, oh man, I must be crazy to think that, or is this really going to happen? Was there ever a time like that?
1: Well, there there were a few moments, like um, when I auditioned for the Wheel of Fortune job, I was so uh, brazen, I thought for sure I had it. I mean, you know, Nancy Jones, who was the producer, you know, came out and told me, great job. The, you know, Vanna White just, you know, <clears throat> gave me a big hug and said, you know, that was amazing. And, you know, so it was, it, it was like, I thought I had it. So we went back, I went back to San Francisco and a couple of my friends got other friends together and other friends. And we thought what would be really cool is to do a pro Pat Finn protest rally outside the studios up there. So they um, ended up with 43 people. Um, and it was, you know, carrying like protest signs that said, give Finn a spin and, you know, uh, and uh, Merv Grifton, of course, was the was the executive producer of the show, creator of it. And it said things like, Merv, want to buy a vowel? And it had my name without the vowels in it and you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Made the local news, made, uh, you know, uh, the cover of the, the entertainment section of the newspaper um, and, you know, and Entertainment Tonight, Mary Hart saying, you know, Local TV weatherman in San Francisco, his heart set on the Wheel of Fortune job, and I didn't get it. Uh, so, you know, after being that public about it um, and then not getting it, there was like, there was this moment of, okay, what am I crazy? This is, you know, this isn't really even possible. And, you know, whatever it is that got me back on track, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, certainly the the practices and principles I learned during that thing called the forum. Um, Made all the difference, so it's like turned myself around and, and kept going. Now
0: you mentioned that uh, the Joker's Wild was your um, very first game show that you had hosted, and um, I liked your your version uh, with just the way that everything looked. And uh, I have to ask you: Did you watch the Snoop Dogg version of the Joker's Wild? And if so, I, what what is it that
1: you thought of that? Well, I mean, it wasn't really the Joker's Wild; it was now something different. So, uh, and yeah. Snoop Dogg is is. Snoop Dogg and he's he's amazing uh it, it one of the things it did give me is the ability to say to people like the next host a- after me on Joker's Wild was Snoop Dogg so I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that I know of who's been replaced in their job by Snoop Dogg you know so <laughs> it gave me something to have fun with and you know th- his fr- you know, his version was fun and entertaining It just you know it wasn't quite the Joker's Wild but it was still pretty cool
0: I think his head was above the clouds, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: always. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah, always, always. So, Pat, uh, I want to talk about the show that I think most of you, well, most of us, maybe myself, uh, remember you for, and that's Shop to Drop, right? And uh, I just love the gimmicks that uh, D Bradley Baker did. He would dress up in these like women clothes and just do, <laughs> just do all, all these crazy things to, for the games that you guys did. And one thing actually that I liked is that you guys went off uh, around the set for that shop to drop, whereas JD Roberto just kind of kept it at the podium and he just played games with the contestants there. But uh, so uh, I just wanted to say that, that I love uh, shop to drop and I just love the gimmicks that you guys did.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, you know, JD's show was a version was a different, was a different show that kind of got into the world of the big box stores and all that. But, um, JD did a great job with it. I'm, you know, when I, um, when uh, when I had completed, I did eight seasons of Shop Do You Drop, and then I was off with my production company and doing other things. And I got a call from Stone Stanley saying, "You know, we're, we're moving forward with a new version of the show, and they want they want a different host." And it's like, okay, cool. Uh, and then I got a call from JD saying they're offering me the job. And JD and I are friends. I mean, we knew each other. I actually was the first person who hired him when he came to. LA um, as part of my production company as a producer. And he did man on the street interviews for commercial or something we were doing. And um, so, you know, he was calling to say, you know, could I, should I do this? And it was just like, yeah, of course, if I'm not going to do it, I, I want somebody I know to get a chance to do it. So, um, so, um, you know, I, I re- was really happy that it turned out that way with JD anyway.
0: So when they uh, decided to re- revive the show, uh, did they consider you? for uh getting that job back or was it
1: pretty i much- think it, oh, oh, and i am so bad with networks like who revived it was it uh we were on the family channel uh, we started on lifetime and then the family channel and then pax and i i actually don't remember who revived it what network but whatever, whatever network it was they wanted it to create it as a whole new shop to you drop and that's you know thus the set, the all of that so i think it wasn't it wasn't as much a at least um, I, I fool myself to think this, but it was as much a, 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 a criticism of me as it was. We need to have this have a whole different look in order to work. So, you know, that's part of the business. No big deal.
0: And the original pilot wasn't hosted by you either. Uh, it was
1: hosted by a guy, Scott. I don't know if I. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. I know, know of Scott. I don't remember his last name. Um, yeah. And uh, you know whatever whatever that was I you know I know I've heard from uh, David Stanley and Scott Stone how the set was uh, you know mostly cardboard cutouts and, and things like that there wasn't even really a set and uh, and it didn't you know it just didn't uh, the pod, that pilot didn't fly but the format was strong enough that they decided they were able to sell it to Lifetime and turn it into something different so. Um, So, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd never seen the Scott version of the show, but um, I understand it was a similar show, just, you know, kind of done as a, you know, as a way to put together a pilot as a demo of it. So I'm thankful that it didn't work out with him. So, yeah. (laughs) The pilot is actually up on the Internet. Oh, it is. All right. yeah. There's so much, where, where did, who puts all this stuff on the internet? It's like, Oh, um, my, I mean, no, I'm kids, <laughs> my kids, uh, the other day was like, dad, you know, there's all these shop you drops on, on YouTube. And it was just like, I looked and it was like, who, you know, I, I, I appreciate it because it's a chance for me to, to see some of the old shows and, you know, for my kids to see them who, you know, weren't even born at the time. I, I have 13 year old twin girls. And uh, so they, you know, they get a kick out of it, but, um, Somebody, whoever is taking the time, like literally it takes time to upload those episodes. Whoever is doing that, just want to say thank you. And uh, I appreciate it. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I knew it was you.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Hey guys, just want to interv- just want to interrupt this interview, uh, just to let you uh, know. I hope that to say that I hope that you're enjoying this interview, and if you are, make sure to subscribe and donate to the podcast. We're trying to raise money for brand new uh, equipment, so we would love your support and any donations you may have. <laughs> so uh, Pat, I was reading online. Uh, of course, we all know how true online stuff is, but uh, there was a, something that I read that when you took the job at shanti drop there was like specific things in your contract that uh, you needed to do i don't know if this is true or not but i wanted to ask you about that
1: sure i uh i got a call from david and scott who you know would often do phone calls and things together and uh and they were on the other end of the phone and i you know i was uh waiting to hear uh, you know, it's, uh, this show that I was up, you know, for shop, do you drop with, I was up for it and whether or not it was going to, uh, happen or not. And, um, and it's them. And I'm like, you know, crossing my fingers and holding my breath and they go, we got good news and we got bad news. Uh, you know, the bad news is, is that, uh, we need you to lose 10 pounds and get your hair lightened and go to our stylist. The good news <laughs> is you got the job, you know, uh, was like, sure, what you, you name it, I'll do whatever you want, uh. So, yeah, so that if that's what you're talking about, that's the, yeah, that, that actually literally happened. I can still remember to this day, it's what, like 30 years later, where I was standing in my living room on the phone. Back then we had landlines, of course, um, on the phone, hearing from those guys was pretty cool.
0: Was it in that house that you're currently in now?
1: Nope. Uh, that no. was, uh, I was in Ventura. We had uh, one of the things when we left San Francisco, we had, you know, worked, um, uh, I worked at a radio station. I, I, I actually helped. Uh, investors buy a radio station in Ventura County and was running that radio station. So this house was a beach house that was, uh, uh, you know, along the beach between Ventura and Santa Barbara. So it was a great place to live for at least a short period of time.
0: So Pat, uh, one thing that I uh, absolutely appreciate about you and uh, there's got a, and I know that there's probably more, but uh, since I'm speaking to you specifically, I know that you are a, a deep man of faith yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're very, very involved in your, in your church, the Agape International Faith Center, right? Uh, International Spiritual Center, yeah. Or International Spiritual Center, there we go. Yeah, and you guys have raised a lot of money
1: for charity as well. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've been, um, you know, sometimes I regret that I don't do that consistently, but when I, what I, what I have, I've had the I've been blessed to be able to make a big difference and you know i've i've hosted things and did things for different charities over the year particularly when i was a tv weatherman and and doing other things and then um when i was doing jokers wild richard klein uh the the producer director of it he uh, was involved with this uh, uh orphanage clinic in haiti and uh i went there to visit with him and we discovered just. I discovered he know he already knew that you know horrible conditions there were for kids in the general hospital there. So um, w- group of us flew down there. I you know, brought uh, I think nine people with me down to Haiti to get a sense of it, and then we started to create fundraisers uh, and help support them building a children's hospital, Hope Hospital. Um, so yeah, that was that was one of the biggest achievements. And then when the earthquake hit you know, Agape, which was, you know, so generous, they took on this uh, this hospital to support to getting supplies there. So we, um, we not only got all these medical donations of, of equipment and um, it just, it, it, you know, it was crazy, you know, what people, all kinds of medicine and things were donating in just a really short period of time. And there was a local trucking company here in the LA area, Sterling Trucking, who you know, uh, donated driving it across the country and then we ended up getting a donation of a charter jet to take it into Haiti. So within four days of the actual uh, earthquake, we were on the ground with supplies for what was now a children's and women's hospital. Um, and so um, that's one of my you know, proudest achievements is the of having the chance to have been involved with that and, and be able to support the hospital during that time. And you guys have raised, I think I saw online,
0: it was like $5 million that you guys raised pretty much.
1: Well, oh, uh, and that's over like a couple of different charities, having worked with. Oh, okay. yeah the Easter seal society and I've worked with, um, with the H- a heart association and some, some other things. So it's, uh, so, uh, it wasn't 5 million for Haiti, but, um, but, but definitely a significant amount of more, more, more than just the money. It was getting all those supplies in so quickly, even before Red Cross could get in there. So we had an amazing person I was working with. Her name was Catherine Scott and she, um, great she, last name, by the way, uh, great <laughs> <yeah, laughs> Scott. Um, the, uh, yeah, and so she uh she kinda uh I was on the phone dealing with all the stuff here, getting those donations. She, you know, accompanied the equipment and the medical supplies over there. And um, you know, that was pretty, pretty cool to be able to make that happen. So let's talk about um the
0: Hollywood Museum squares. Yeah. Uh this is uh something that you had just done recently. Uh there was about four or five different hosts over 13, I think, episodes, 14 episodes, something like that. And uh-huh. uh, we had uh, John Davidson come on and we re- talked to him about it. And he said it was quite interesting that he had to look like down, like look at the uh, people on Zoom, whereas he's so used to seeing them in, in person. So uh, would you say that's kind of the same thing for you uh,
1: doing it Zoom wise? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i used to Zoom. I, I I have a coaching business where I work with people the US and in in the UK and so uh, we have teams that come on so I'm used to dealing with groups of people on zoom so that that to me was was the easy part so seeing the celebrities and all of that it was more like getting the hang of these two people are supposed to be on the left and right of me like you know do I look up do I look down do I look over so I don't know if I got that eye line (laughs) quite right but other than that it was really fun because you know the the producer, I mean, the directors were Steve Grant and uh, Bob Loudon, who directed Shop Do You Drop. So we, you know, we, we've become lifelong friends. So to get a chance to do that, and then the producer, you know, one of the main producers was John Ricci, who's a who's a good friend of mine that we've known for for many many years. And you know, I love John. So it was just it was like one of those things where sometimes you work and it's a job, and then sometimes you work and it's just like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. This is really a blast. So yeah, and then you know to be in that company with you know John Davidson and Tom Bergeron and um, you know Bruce Valanche and you know all of these people that are just you know icons of 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 you know hosting that show and and in television to 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 have a chance to be one of the one in that mix for me was just really really awesome. So who was your center square when you hosted? Uh, Rich Little. Oh, uh, great, who, Rich Little. Who, like Great Witslu, and he did the first segment of the show as Paul Lynn, uh, uh, like you know his voice and mannerisms and all of that and uh, and how he would answer the questions so so uh, it was just like, okay, this is the coolest thing ever so yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was really great, and uh, people can watch that on online there's a link uh, to your episode uh you how, how many did you host did you host one
0: or two I hosted one, one yeah just so, one okay
1: yeah, so um yeah if people go online, you can watch. And it is a $10 donation to the Hollywood Museum um, which is, you know, obviously why Tom and, and, and uh, John you know, and Bruce wanted to be involved to be able to support the museum. And, you know, we had some fun in the meantime. But it is, you know, typically we're not used to paying something to watch something like that online. And if you, if you could just kind of get in the mindset of this isn't really paying to watch this particular episode, it's really paying to help uh, the Hollywood Museum continue their great work. Because it's, um, you know, obviously during this past year during COVID, uh, there was no business, and and you know donations had dried up. So uh, yeah. this was a way to keep keep yeah. them going. So or one of the ways to keep them going.
0: Any uh, any news on
1: you guys uh, continuing to do that? You know, I haven't talked to John recently. I I know it was originally decided to be just like a, a one time thing, and uh, I know it went so well that you know maybe we'll be surprised. In, yeah, in the- do it again. Yeah, it would be cool. Would yeah. Really-
0: so, Pat, I have one one final question for you, sir. And um, what advice do you give to someone who wants to get into game shows? I mean, I know that times are, are different now versus when when you started. Like I say, comedians are now taking over
1: um, game shows. But uh, what advice do you give to someone? You know, I think you know that's a great question because it's it's the traditional route if you were going for uh, on air broadcast, you know, or streaming game show. Um, you know, for the most part, the pool of people that are coming from are people who are either already known or established in another venue like Comedians. So it's it's just like, okay, so how do you how do you even consider breaking through that? And I would say the the easiest way, not the easiest way, but one possible way would be to create something online. That if you have enough of a following, the networks are now taking notice to that. And so if there's something that's unique and different that, that people start to watch you hosting online, and you know now with technology and Zoom and all, it's it's relatively easy to to pull something like that off. If you can show what you can do and get get a following around it, that's gonna that will get you in the door at least to some of these places and agents. You know, otherwise, just as a traditional talent saying I want to host a game show, um, it, you know, the, you've got a lot working against you when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and there's also one other question I wanted to ask you when when we were talking about. Uh, So so like we said, you are a a deep spiritual man and um, you've been in the entertainment business for for quite a while now. And um, how how is it that you manage to keep yourself um,
1: pure in the sense of how Hollywood is? Uh, Well, I think, you know, Hollywood has a reputation because it's... um, because it's it's obviously it's public. It's what it's what Hollywood is all about. Yeah. I'm not so sure that 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 kind of um, some of those uh, no values, some of the some of the the uh, negativity behind the scenes doesn't happen in you know other industries. You know, car car dealerships. You know, or salespeople, <laughs> yeah. or, or or really whatever. Maybe more of it in Hollywood, but it's certainly because it's more public. And to me. Um, you know, my, my connection to God, my, you know, my, um, my faith uh, is so not determined by what people think or what people say, or be, you know, there's always going to be temptations in life. And uh, it, it's mostly for me. I, I know when I'm, when I'm being in integrity and an authentic um, there's, you know, I feel better. My life works better. My yeah. family's happy, all of that. And when I'm not, uh, when there's something that's off, um, then it affects me in every which way. So so for me, it's just, you know, of course that's who I'm going to be. And then, you know, some other people are, are a different way, but that's what that's really what works for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you've seen every side to it in, in Hollywood, uh, being in there as long as you have. You, uh, Yeah, although, you know, I've been, uh, particularly when I was hosting, because I uh, hosted... Joker's Wild and Shop Till You Drop, and then I also did another show here in California called The Big Spin, which was yeah, a absolutely. weekly show. The so when I master, was,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. And so I was on, um, you know, almost every week for for over fifteen years. Um, so it's like you're more entrenched in Hollywood during that time, where there's at least more opportunities and invitations. But I've never been much of a a, a party guy, to be honest with you. So it's not it's not like oh, we got to get Pat Finney's the life of the party. It's just like <laughs> yeah, if there's. There's something that, uh, you know, <laughs> if they're inviting everybody, they invite me. But otherwise, it, it wasn't a whole lot. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, was, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, well, Pat, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing with us. And uh, I'll definitely post a link to your episode on uh, Hollywood Museum Squares when I go to post this interview. And um, appreciate Pat, that. thank, thank you. you so much for your time, sir. Nice nice to chat with you, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah great meeting you. And I really love your uh your positive attitude and just, you know, some really great questions, Michael. Oh, so, thank you, buddy. I so appreciate it. congratulations that. on what you're creating.
0: Oh, Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. All
1: right, take care.
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for viewing this interview. It's been a pleasure to have you listen in. And uh, as far as, uh, and for me and for my producer, Tazi Starfire, thank you so much. We cannot thank you enough. All right, thank you so much, guys.